Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Money grows on trees. My name's Lloyd Ross. This topic is all about investment returns. Okay, investment returns. What's a good return? Okay, what's a good return on investment? You would have heard this before. What's the ROI? What's the return on investment? ROI is obviously the sexy acronym for return on investment. So a lot of people say, what's a good return? So if you're going to deploy your capital, and remember, capital is just a fancy word for money, cash, if you're going to take your cash, your savings, and invest that, what's a good return on that money, right? What's a good return? And so it's a fair question because, um, you know, people, if you understand this concept, you're going to be such a, you're going to be a great investor because then you're going to have appropriate expectations. Because I think it's people that don't understand what a good return really is that they look for these unrealistic returns non-sustainable returns, ludicrous, over-the-top, never-going-to-happen sustainably returns. Like, you just, it just, uh, return, getting high returns for long periods of time is not sustainable, and it always reverts back to the mean, which means it always comes back to an average return. So anyway, let's get to it. I, 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 I love this topic because I think you're going to take away heaps from this, okay? So here we go, ready? Ugh, how do I explain this to you in really simple terms? Let's go. So, generally speaking, the higher the return of an investment, the higher the risk. Okay, the higher the return, generally speaking, the higher the risk. So you want really big returns, you can take big, big risks. All right. Of course, the lower the returns, the lower the risk. So what's the lowest return that you can get if you deploy your money? Like, what is the lowest, lowest risk, low return? So the first thing is if you if you buy Treasury bonds, okay? Now, if you don't know what they are, go back and watch the episode. I'll listen to the episode on bonds. You'll know what a treasury bond is. But if you basically buy bonds, you're buying, you're lending money to the government, okay? They're, they're selling you bonds and you're buying the bonds. They return like 1% or, or it's less than that now. It's like 0.1%. I don't know what it is. I haven't looked, but it's like, let's, for the sake of this, let's call it 1%. 1% return on your money. Now, that's the lowest return ever. Imagine getting 1%. 1% is like, Oh, I'll give you $100,000 and every year you pay me 1000 bucks. okay? It's very similar to if you put your money in the bank, they're going to pay you similar to the risk-free rate. Very, very low returns because it's, it's just not risky. There's no risk in the savings account. That's why it's so low. So people are like, oh, I don't want to risk anything. I'm like, well, that's okay, but you're not getting any returns if you don't risk anything. So risk is okay as long as you understand the risk. All right, so not taking any risk is a risk in itself because you're just going to not get a, not a lot of return from your money. All right. So having your money in the savings account is like super low risk, but of course, super low returns. So if you've got a hundred grand in the bank, okay, the bank's going to pay you like, or, 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 or in treasury bonds, okay, the government going to pay you like a thousand bucks a year to have a hundred grand in there. That's crazy low. So low, low because it's low risk. So the next thing up, okay, let's say, um, what do we got next? I don't know. Let's say you bought, you know, you, you you bought some bonds, okay? Some some treasure some corporate bonds. You know, maybe the interest rate on a corporate bond might be say 3% or 
or 4%. It's a bit higher because it's not backed by the government. Okay, it's backed by the company. But if the company goes broke, you're going to get first dibs on its assets. Okay, so it's a little, it's a little more risky. So that's why the returns like three, four percent. Okay, on corporate bonds, we would say. But so that's okay. Like if you if you bought a hundred thousand worth of corporate bonds, you get three to four thousand dollars a year on that money. Not bad, not bad. Okay, subject to taxes, so it's a little kind of lowish. So what is a good return? Well, a good return is like. You know, I think between between if you could get if you could get ten to twelve percent a year, you're doing really well, really well. Okay, so property has typically it's, a, it's again it's more risky than corporate some corp, most good high quality corporate bonds. It's more risky owning property, so the returns are higher. So property would give you eight percent. Okay, so because it's more risky, all right, it's higher in return. So say eight percent a year, what property would bring you eight to eight and a half percent. Great, great asset. Awesome, long-term, you know, uh, solid, tangible, 8% returns. But then you look at stocks and stocks, let's say it's an ETF, uh, you know, of a mature market like Australia, America, whatever it might be, then stocks are going to return you about 9 to 9.5%. They're a bit more risky, so to speak, than property. They're more risky than bonds and they're more risky than uh, putting your money in savings, okay? So if they're more risky, right, then they're going to be higher return. But if you own an ETF, then you know you own a lot of stocks at once. I don't see a lot of risk in that, but that gives you a better return. So I think nine to nine and a half percent return, and I think the S and P five hundred, which is the top five hundred companies in America, if you buy that particular ETF, the returns on that in the last one hundred years, I think, are just over ten percent a year, which is actually amazing because if you're getting ten percent a year, okay. You double your money every 7.2 years. How about that? If you can get a 10% return a year, every year, you'll double your money in 7.2 years. I did an episode on the podcast, actually, if you go back, called the rule, it's called compound interest and the rule of 72. So there's this thing called the rule of 72. So if you have 10% returns, then all you do is you take the number 72, divide it by 10 equals 7.2. And that gives you the number of years it takes to double your money at that rate of return. So a great return is 10 to 12%, all right? And um, the reason why I used to own a lot of shares in Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, is because it's returned about like 19% on average every year since 1965. Crazy, okay? Not so much now, but I think it's like a 12%. I own a lot of CBA stock. We own a lot of CBA, Commonwealth Bank stocks. And that returns around about, it's returned in the last 10 years, 10, 20, I say maybe 20 years. Um about 12%, all right, which is above the index. So it's a really, I, that's why it, you know, it's not radical returns. It's not crazy, but 12%, man, it's like, what's that? You double your money every six years. It's amazing for a company of that quality to get that return. It's actually really good. Now, there's some great money managers out there that can get you a higher return. So for example, um, you know, some professional money managers can get you 14% a year. Some can get you 19, 20%. Um, you know, there's some really famous money managers that can get up to 20% a year, uh, you know, of the past. You, you, you can look them up. But there's, you know, I think of, um, I think of people like, uh, I don't know, uh, obviously Warren Buffett, there's one, but, um, you know, Carl Icahn, he's, he's a, amazing. Uh, I think George Soros uh, and his guys, um, uh, you know, Drucker Miller and those guys have gotten up to 20% a year. Uh, Charlie Munger even got up to 20% a year compounded. 
Um, so, you know, there's there are there have been great money managers get up to 20% compounded per year every year, but you know, it's not sustainable uh, for a long period of time. You know, even Warren Buffett's returns have dropped because of the just the amount of capital he's got. So look, I'm not, you know, there's some money managers in Australia that can get up to like 30, 40, 50% in a year. It's amazing. But I think eventually the returns drop and drop and drop. So if you can get those returns each year, it's incredible. But I've got to say to you, obviously there's a lot more risk in it because it's higher returns. So with those hedge funds that can get 10, 20, oh, sorry, 30, 40, and 50% returns year in, year out, they can do it for a while but I don't know if they can do it forever, right? So it's amazing if you can get in, involved in that for sure. You just have to definitely know who the money manager is, what assets they're like, what their values are like. There's a lot in it. Like if you're going to give your, you know, millions of dollars to someone to compound your money at that rate, it's just awesome. You definitely want to know about it, right? So rather than muck around with that, I think it's an, I think personally, look, if you can get 10, 12% returns a year, every year, it's actually very amazing. Even if you can get 9% a year, it's excellent, truly. It's it's it, it's even eight percent's great. I mean, anywhere say let's say between eight to twelve percent is the sweet spot because what the power of returns is actually not in the number; it's in how long you can hold it for and compound it, right? It's not in the it's not how much you make this year. Like, oh yeah, I made fifty percent return last year, and then pff, oh, I lost it all next year. So who cares about the fifty percent return? No one cares. That's why I'm like. You know, the Bitcoin's like, oh, it's gone up 500%. I'm like, yeah, but what if it's not here in two years? It's gone. What if it gets regulated away forever? Then those 500% returns mean nothing because it's literally, literally gone. So there's these things to consider when you're investing, okay? It's not always as simple as what you think. So let's have a think about returns. So I would like to aim for, me personally, I'd be so happy with 10% a year. Even 9%, I'm happy with that. I can compound that for the next 30, 40, 50 years and make an absolute fortune, right? So could you? The idea is to stay in it, not sell it all the time, not get some returns and then sell and get some. Just keep getting the returns on top of each other. Compound interest, right? We've spoken about that. Um, there's two parts to return. I want to touch on this and then the episode's finished, but there's two parts to returns, okay? There's, the, the, there's two parts. The first part is called capital growth. That's where you buy an asset, either stocks or property or bonds or or gold or whatever, right? You buy this asset and the asset value goes up. So you buy it for $1,000 and it goes up to $1,200, which means you've made 20% capital return. So, you know, 20%, $200 on 1,000 is 20%. So you made 20% capital gains, which is huge, okay? And then on top of that, there's the second part of the return. It's called yield, okay, yield. I talk about this in my book, Money Grows on Trees, in detail. You can see it in there. So um, you get capital gains where the tree, the money tree grows in size. I even talk about it in the first episode of this, actually. And then the second part of it is the fruit that it drops, the cash flow. Okay, that's also part of the returns. So if I was to get, let's say I was to invest, um, okay, I'm going to use this as an example. Let's say I was going to invest $100,000 into an exchange-traded fund in stocks. Okay. Hundred thousand. Let's say I buy, you know, however many stocks in this ETF, a hundred grand. Okay. Now, what happens with stocks typically is this: they will grow in. So your hundred thousand will grow by about five percent for the year. So in a year's time, it's worth a hundred and five thousand. So the five thousand is the capital growth portion. 
That's one part of the return. And then the actual shares will actually provide dividends to say the tune of four to four and a half percent. So you're getting 5% capital growth and then four and a half percent in cash flow returned back to you. So if you add the two together, it's called the total return. And that's how you measure your annual return of your investment, okay? It's the capital gain percentage plus the, the yield percentage, okay? So it's capital growth plus the cash return or the yield, all right? The size of the tree grows, that's capital gains, and the amount of fruit coming off it is the yield. You add them two together and uh, those two together and you get the total return. So if you're measuring the performance of your asset, oh, look, I got a 10% return last year. It would include the capital growth plus the yield. All right, you have to add them together, total return. You only measure returns based on the total return of an asset. That's it. There's nothing else to discuss. All right, that's it. It's produced some cash and grown in value. Okay, so capital growth plus yield equals total return. And that's how you should measure your performance of your asset every single year. And you want to aim for, remember, between 8 and 12% is fine. It's really good. Okay, year in, year out, year in, year out. The wealth building process is flipping boring. Okay, it's the same thing, same, 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 same. It's not exciting. And that's how you become a millionaire. All right. Anyway, that's the return equation. I hope that helps you. Uh, become a better investor. Uh, if you're loving these episodes, please give us a shout out on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it, at Lloyd James Ross. Um, and of course, feel free to leave us a review. I'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review. We've got this big goal to get as many five-star, a thousand five-star reviews. And uh, share the podcast with a friend. Um, subscribe and uh, shoot me a DM if you want me to talk about a particular topic on this podcast, Money Grows in Trees, all right? To the number one podcast of money in Australia, hopefully the world. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.